Welcome to the Enchanted Library, where we turn the pages of books, beautiful and old, living and magical. It's time to curl up, get cozy, and join us on an adventure. Today we're starting selections from a new book called Yourself and Your House Wonderful by H.A. Gruber. Chapter 1. Your Own Little House. Did you ever think that you were something like a snail? Yes, you are, because you too live in a little house, which goes with you everywhere from the moment you are born until you die. This house is your body. It belongs to you, and you can make it good, useful, and pleasant to look at, or you can spoil it by lack of proper care, and thus make it ugly and unpleasant, besides making yourself very uncomfortable indeed. As long as you were a little baby, your mother or some other older person took charge of this little house for you. But as soon as you begin to walk and run about, you had to begin to look after it yourself. At first, nearly all you had to do was not to bump it against the tables and chairs, but every day you had a little more to do for it, until now you can take care of it for hours at a time when you are away from home or out at play. Of course, your mother still watches over you part of the time and tells you what to wear and what to eat. Mothers know that as long as you live, you will have to stay in the same little house, whether it is nice and comfortable or not for one cannot move out of one's body into a new one, as into a new house. So mothers do their best to make their children's houses as good and comfortable as they can. It is just because you cannot change bodies that it is so important that your body, or house, should receive the very best care. Many children have wise mothers who watch over them, so they cannot do much harm to these little houses even if they try. But even the wisest mother cannot always be near you, and therefore it is right that you should learn to help her, instead of hindering her, as I have seen so many children do. When you are out at play, you have to take care of your little house yourself, and every child who is not an idiot can and should learn to do it well. Sensible children can, of course, be always trusted to do what they know to be right, even if mother is not there to see that they do it. And each year as they grow older, they can learn to take better care of the house which God has given them. It is because you have to look after your own house, or to live to be very sorry because you did not do so, that I am going to tell you many things about it. There may be even some things which mother does not yet know, for wise men are always finding out something new and wonderful about these houses we live in, and I have read many of their books so that I could tell you all you need to know at present about them. The body is very different from the houses we build out of wood, stone, and brick. Those stay where they are put, and are always about the same. But our bodies live, grow, and move about as we wish, and keep changing night and day as long as we are in them. You know that all houses look something alike. That is to say, they all have walls, roofs, windows, doors, etc. Our bodies, too, all look somewhat alike, for we all have a head, a trunk, legs and arms, with eyes, ears, mouth, nose, and too many other things to mention. All the houses you see are made of wood, stone, brick, mud, or iron. And when the builder does his work well, he makes good and pretty places to live out of just these materials. If you want a house, it is therefore best to choose a man who knows how to build it properly, for he will make the best use of the materials you give him. 
wood, stone, brick, mud, and iron change so very little that once a house built, it remains much the same for many years. But even a good, strong house has to be kept clean and nicely painted inside and out. Besides, new nails, boards, pipes, and plaster are needed from time to time if the whole place is to be kept neat and in good repair. Now, no sensible person ever dreams of using any but the right materials to build or repair a real house. If a window is broken, you get a new pane of glass. If a pipe is broken, you mend it or get a new one. And if the house is dingy, you put a fresh coat of paint upon it. If anyone were foolish enough to put a silk handkerchief instead of the pane of glass, to stuff cake or candy into a pipe hole to stop a leak, or to smear the house all over with molasses or butter instead of paint, you would laugh and think it a very silly way to act, would you not? Our bodies are built, too, not of brick, wood, stone, or iron, but of blood, which makes muscle, bone, nerves, and etc. These, each house owner has to make for his own use, out of food, water, and air. Since you have to make your own blood, bone, muscle, and nerves, it is right for you to know how you can best do so, for there is good and bad blood, as well as good and bad bone, muscles, and nerves, and whether all these are good or bad depends mostly on the blood maker and the kind of material that he uses. You admire good, strong, and handsome men and women, and wish to grow up as tall, straight, and good-looking as possible, do you not? Well, all this depends in a great measure upon yourselves, and if you will read carefully what this book says, and if you will do exactly what it tells you, it is very sure that you will grow up far stronger and handsomer than if you pay no attention whatever to the matters it teaches. Unlike a house built like hands, the body, as I have already said, keeps changing all the time. That is because we are alive. Every breath we draw and every mouthful we eat or drink works some change in our body. If the air and water are pure and good, and if the food we eat contains the right materials to make good blood, to keep all the parts of our bodies in good repair and to help them grow, all is well with us, and we feel happy and comfortable. But if we breathe bad air, drink impure water, or eat the wrong kind of food, all cannot be well with us. We are then bound to feel more or less uncomfortable. And if such a state of affairs goes on any length of time, we are sure to be ill. An empty house is very dull and uninteresting. It is the people who live in it whom we wish to hear about. If the house is well kept, we know the people who dwell there are neat. And if it is pretty, we know they have good taste. We often judge of the people who live in the houses by the way these houses appear. It is just the same with our bodies. The body is our house, and we would care very little about the bodies of others, were it not that by looking at them we can often learn a great deal about the persons who live in them. In houses, there are often many persons at once. Some are neat, some are not. Some have taste, others have not. And so, sometimes it's very hard to know just what kind of people are in a certain dwelling. But it is very different with our bodies. Each body has only one master, the real person, the part of us which thinks. And the body has to obey the master, who lives up in the top story, or the brain. Each housemaster looks out of two little windows, the eyes, hears all that is going on by means of two little telephones, the ears, and sends messages all over the house to direct what shall be done. 
He sees and hears and notices all that's going on around him whenever he wishes to do so. Many of the things done in and by the body are done only when the master sends special orders. Countless other things are done for him by his servants while he is sleeping or otherwise occupied. For each master has many, many little servants, all of whom know their duty and do it faithfully, as long as all is right and they are kindly treated. The outside of the body is all covered with skin, in and under, which run many little telegraph wires, the nerves. These tell the master of the house, whether it is hot or cold, what we are touching or doing. And by means of them, he sends word what he wants the hands or feet or any other part of the body to do. The skin is quite thick and hard on the outside of the body, especially in the places where it gets the most wear and tear. But in other spots, it is quite thin and very tender and soft. The skin not only covers all the outside of the body, but it lines all the inside as well. Still, the inner skin is not nearly so thick as the outer skin. In fact, it is so thin you can see right through it. You can notice this by looking into your mouth in a mirror. Your skin begins to grow thinner when it reaches the lips. It lines all the inside of the mouth and runs down into the house, lining the halls, rooms, stairways, and many pipes through, that run through the inside of it in all directions. The mouth is the front door of the house. When the master, from his post up near the windows, the eyes, sees food coming, he telegraphs to the doorkeeper, "'Open the door!' Then the mouth flies open and the food is laid down on the tongue, which is a kind of doormat. The skin lining the mouth and tongue is so thin that you can see the blood through it, and the little telegraph wires are so near the surface that they can feel very quickly what kind of a thing it is that has been put into the mouth. They telegraph to the master, for instance, it is a piece of good wheat bread. As soon as the master receives this message, he knows that the bread ought to be chewed and mixed carefully with spittle, if it is to do the body all the good it should. So he right away telegraphs to the jaws, begin chewing, and to the tongue, keep turning it over and over. Then he also sends word to all the little spittle buckets, which are hidden under the skin of the mouth and tongue, saying, pour out spittle, keep the food moist. All these orders are quickly obeyed. And soon the little nerves telegraph to the master. The longer that bit of bread is chewed, turned over, and moistened, the sweeter it gets. Then the master answers, That is right, just as it should be. Now, tongue, throw that food downstairs so that my servant, the stomach, can take charge of it. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share our podcast with a friend. Stay connected by following us on Facebook at facebook.com slash enchanted library. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash enchanted library. We appreciate your support. Until next time, friends. Happy reading.